0: And we're live here from Costa Rica. We're at Hotel Bahia del Sol. We just finished up with our Pura Vida Jiu-Jitsu camp. I'm here with Sean Williams and
1: Daniel Gracie. Um, What what did you guys think about the camp, first of all? Oh, it was amazing. (laughs) Running away from that cold and, you know, coming to an environment like that and be able to to do what we do every day, that is teaching (laughs) Jiu-Jitsu. There's
2: nothing better than that. Yeah, what, what, what about you, Sean? Yeah, and your... no, I, I feel like every year is just a really great year. I feel like we get really, uh, it's a, such a good group of people. This year was no exception. Great group of people. We get a train sometimes three times a day what more can you ask for and 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 this backdrop is it yeah, <laughs> yeah. makes it completely uh, for, spectacular
0: for some of you guys that are listening and that aren't able to see the background uh we're feeling the breeze from the ocean and right near our training pavilion here and and uh we're looking out we can hear the waves we can see the ocean out behind us and uh, uh it's yeah it's a, it's the best jiu-jitsu environment we were just talking about how um you know it's hot out here today but when we're training, it's not, it doesn't seem that bad because you get to breathe from the ocean, you know, and then our, our open-air pavilion with the mats right there. Um, one, of the, one of the things that we also, we, we did a really cool activity this year. It was probably, you know, we've, we've been to some waterfalls. We've done boat trips. This waterfall was the most beautiful waterfall I've ever seen in my life anywhere. And it was a slot canyon and a waterfall, and we did a nice little hike up to that. Uh, what did you guys think of that spot that we
1: found this year i It was amazing like the I've been like in Brazil we have many waterfalls, but I've never been to a waterfall like that that is kind of like inside of a cave yeah. and the design of the rocks above us you know with the water falling and the color of the water so clear it was it was amazing I love it you know i, I again, even me being used to go to places like that in my country uh it's a totally different uh environment like the the rocks are different the colors are different and it's it's amazing i i remember i, I when i post the post that I, that i that i uh that i post on my instagram i wrote god is an artist and yeah that was, good, that was a good that's yeah. a good way to look at it yeah
0: and uh so as one of the things that uh, that i thought during the training we did a lot of training uh both live training and a lot of technique. Um, with these, with Sean and Daniel teaching the whole time, one of the things that that. Um we did gi and no gi uh, training, and one of the things that kind of stuck out was Sean led off the camp and talked about how there's almost, you could almost separate jujitsu into kind of three different categories now, uh, the way it's gone,
2: like modern jujitsu. Um, could you talk a little bit about that, Sean? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, back back in the olden days, and Daniel would talk, speak better than, than, than myself uh, about this, but, but really, like, there was, basically one jujitsu and it was smash and control and then get to the mount and then get to the back and submit um but as we've have we've got more and more people involved in the sport uh it's it's starting to break up into three and i think it's kind of well into that breakup phase where you have one gi game that if you're going to win the gi- worlds with the gi Besides, maybe still at the, the heaviest weights, but if you're if you're gonna win a gi world, you're gonna need to specialize in the gi. And you you if you don't do anything else, but understand like lapel games and barambolas, you have to have that at least in your your realm of capabilities to understand. And then you've got no gi, which is basically becoming a sub sub only no gi style of jujitsu. And because you could even say ADCC sort of, but no gi, sub only, is that, that division of of jujitsu where now you've got to have you've got to incorporate leg locks, you've got to incorporate the leg game. It behooves you to have some wrestling in your game um to win that type of event and then you've got mma which is a totally different uh style of jiu-jitsu i mean if you drop in on the legs in an mma fight and it fails it fails miserably it doesn't just it doesn't just fail and you end up on the bottom with zero consequences you could be getting elbowed repeatedly in the head it's dif- different that jiu-jitsu in my opinion is much more like the old style is control get to the back submit and Beat the hell out of your opponent until they give you a submission. Much a little, dip, a little bit different in each one, and I, I feel like I feel very strongly about that. But I do feel if you have a core base of that kind of what we what people call old school jujitsu, you could you could be good at all of them, but you may not be great at any of them. And and that's what
0: I have always believed with my schools is, you know, people ask uh, often, you know, beginners will ask, do you teach self defense or sport jiu-jitsu and I say, well, I think the core is the same. We you want yeah. you want to have a base, a base and then whatever your goals are, you can branch off into, you know, whatever your pre- preference or goals, you can yeah. you can branch off, but you have to have a good base and you have to have somebody teaching you that good base correctly at first and that's that's what I always I uh, I think I've been really lucky with my teachers and I, I always tell beginners that's the most important thing. Get that base, learn it correctly, and then whatever you want to do, whatever your goals are, or whatever you enjoy. I know you enjoy, uh, Sean, all of them, right? I yeah. mean, you, you, you comment, uh, you're, a, you're one of the main commentators for both the ADC and sub-only style, and also for uh, IBJJF and, and the Gi Worlds and things like that, so, uh, you and you teach all of them, right? You've, yeah. Uh, and, and, and as well as MMA, you have some fighters you're working with now yep. uh, that you're training. Um, what uh, I know, Daniel had one of the fighters I'm really excited about that, that you're training is Sean Brady. Um, yeah, it, Sean, Sean is a beast. <laughs> it, could you talk a little bit about like what what you see coming up for him? I mean, I think he's one of the best right now because uh, I've I've gotten to you
1: know train him and Well, I'm I'm lucky to to work with Sean since he was 17 to 18. So we, we uh, everything that we're talking about now, like to have a strong base, you know he's like he's very professional and he listens to you and he he does whatever whatever his coaches ask him to do and this kid he was prepared to be the ufc champion i know that anything can happen on the game today you know he can get one punch and get knocked out but the probability of this kid going top five is high very high uh, they're feeding him with tough opponents like his first opponent on the ufc was a uh, uh kurt mcgee like I had 17 fights on the UFC, and at the same time that I get a little mad, I was happy because that's a test, and they're challenging him. You know, okay, this kid is, you know, 11 and 0 and coming to the UFC. Let's see how, you know, let's see how built how he's built, and he outstrikes Kurt McGee, what nobody expects because these fights he always finish with a submission or a TKO. He puts them down. He tried maybe one takedown and that was it. The whole fight was a striking fight. And uh, now they give him another great striker, that is uh, Nudiev, what is a very powerful uh, you know, fighter. So I said, I, I want that test. The reality is uh, when you have this base that we're talking about, I'm not scared of whatever is coming. The, the only thing that we can be scared on the beginning is like, okay, let's see if this kid can take a punch or, because you're always gonna get hit in the fight and there is a risk of getting knocked out. And uh, he proved already that he can take it. Like one time, we we've, like we've fought this, uh, this tall kid uh, named Urbina, and I think he, the kid is one of the best there now. He's 6'3". He came with a flying He's straight to Sean's face. Boom! Once he hits, like, clean! I'm like, okay, this fight is gonna be, I think, a very good challenge. But he just, like a, like a cyborg, he moved his head back, and just went forward and put the guy down and started to beat the crap out of that guy. I'm like, that's that's what I, I want to see because I didn't he never get hit in a fucking fight, so I didn't know you know if he could take a punch or not. And now we know he can take a punch, and I'm more comfortable to to say that he's gonna go top five. Like I said again, anything can happen, but the probability of him getting top five in the UFC is huge. And I, again, I'm excited to 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 see how it goes because you know I we work since the, the start since the beginning and I build that base on him sometimes he 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 comes and he he's very critical about himself and he's like oh, I think I could do this better I could do this better and he's talking about jiu-jitsu and I said Sean your jiu-jitsu is perfect for MMA and that's what we're doing right now okay if you want to be a world champion in jiu-jitsu I can make you do that too but it's going to be a totally different training, concept, preparation, it's everything gonna be so different. So our goal right now is to turn you into the UFC champion. And your jiu-jitsu right now, I don't wanna mess with it. I prefer like that because he just don't let people move. And control, like Sean was saying, about the controlling and going for submissions. This is controlling and going for hurting the opponent until they give up and they give you the submission. That's the, the main thing. I love it. When you said that during the camp, I'm like, oh, man, I say that all the time. Yeah. And it's so great to see you know a guy with his caliber saying the same thing. I, I just look at my students and I go, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think well, it's best.
1: Another thing you
0: guys, I think both of you, but Dan, I remember Daniel bringing up the idea of of coaching coaches designing strategies and that's something that uh, um, you know people that are just training that don't compete maybe don't encounter as much that's an aspect of, of jiu-jitsu and or, or MMA that that people that aren't aren't competing
1: don't don't have to deal with as much so could you talk a little bit about that how you coach d- different strategies? Yeah. so of course I learned that with the best I learned that with Henzo. okay to, to build strategy for a, for a fight I always said that I, I, I had the, the, I was lucky to see Hanzo doing that before, to get a fighter that he never saw his life. And in one minute this guy was uh, moving, he knew already what to expect from that guy, and he knew already what to take advantage of. And I'm gonna give you the example that was in the IFL. Uh, we needed a fighter because uh, I, I think, I don't remember who got hurt in our team, and we had to get a fighter from other team and André Pederneros was his coach and the kid, like once the fight started the kid started to get beat up and the first round was over and André Pederneros goes to the corner to, to coach him because it was his student not Hanzo's student and Andrea is, is coaching him and will say, can I, can I say something? and then Andrea very respectful look at Hanzo and say, of course master like, are you kidding me? And he goes, every time you throw the cross, the guy's putting his right hand down. Come back with the left hook, and I think you're gonna hurt him. Fight start, the kid throws a cross, and the left hook knock the guy out right away. <laughs> and this is striking. And Hanzo just saw what was happening in the fight, so this is, I learned from him. So, like, getting to the point that you're saying, like, some people are not competing, and why they need to build strategy. Well, there is that guy that you go to the academy every day and he kick your ass, and I know you wanna kick his ass back. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> yeah. So that guy, you need to build a strategy for him too. If you wanna to start to kick his ass, you need to build a strategy to not get your ass kicked because it sucks. And the example that I give is like, you're holding an office, okay? Working, your boss yelling at you, you're all stressed, and you go to Jiu Jitsu, just to release, you know, that that fucking stress, and you get there, and this guy is smashing you the whole <laughs> fucking time, man. More <laughs> than <stress. laughs> you, you know, get out of there, you want to kill yourself, yeah. you know. So that's that's the same thing. <laughs> build a strategy, you know, to yeah. get there yeah. and kick that yeah. motherfucker's ass, because then you're gonna feel like <laughs> Superman, you know. It's not just getting ready for a fight, but also for training, you know, training partner that is giving you trouble every day. Uh, you, you have to build strategy for that too. Well, I, I think that's a good lead
0: into what another thing you really stressed, uh, Sean really stressed at the camp was um, just about h- how you train, right? And how you, I think another time you said you earn your training partners. I love that quote. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I say that all the time. Yeah. Um, and and but you talked, and we we kind of did some examples uh because we have a longer format during the camp we can we can talk more we can be you know uh put concepts in more than you know a class with with a lot of people um and you kind of had a theme running throughout about you know training methods uh could you talk a little bit about that what you what you mentioned at the camp
2: yeah absolutely and i guess i could add uh that that's another benefit of being in the camp i i really enjoy teaching at camps because you just have all this time to to build on something. Not that you don't have that on a on a daily basis, but uninterrupted. Same time. group of people. Same also. group of yeah. people with yeah. a lot of time, um, and we can really take time to explain techniques and philosophies and and different methods of doing things. But um, training methods that we were talking about this camp were just how to train with different people, you know? And and I feel like uh, it's really easy uh, to to go into the gym, and if this is you in the gym, you probably won't admit it anyway, but if this is you in the gym, if you're thinking like, I don't have training partners, or I come from a small gym, or oh, we have our big guys, or I'm too good for my training partners, it's so, it's very simple to get around that, you know? We, We all have, Different attributes as as humans. I mean, you can classify attributes: um, speed, strength, uh, power. You can you can classify attributes in just a few different uh, parameters. But we talked we really talked about how to 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 take attributes away to get better training to people to start people in in better positions um, to have good training with guys that are less experienced. And I always have this thing where it sounds kind of like i I'm, I'm a I'm a jackass or a jerk because I say don't let anyone do anything to you i but it's it com- that, that that comes with a mindset it's It's not like you're not I'm fighting for everything but but I, I like to say don't let someone pass your guard, take away your attributes so that they pass your guard so um if if it's speed I take away and I have to use just timing then that's going to be hard to do if I've never done that before regardless of who my training partner is they're probably going to pass your guard if they pass your guard and you're freaking out and you begin to use speed again well then you put that attribute back in so I'm a big believer in taking away attributes to, to to compromise to to equal out the experience level I say experience level some people say belt levels I I just feel like because one blue belt might be able to finish black belts I just like to say experience level you know it's uh, and if you're, you're training with someone of lesser experience level lesser weight then take some of those attributes away and all of a sudden you're gonna have freaking a world champion on your hands not you know quote unquote world champion on your hands and you're gonna have a hard time to deal with this person i remember another
0: year of camp this was maybe maybe two years ago uh daniel i was training with um uh, one of the one of the black belts from costa rica and a big guy and uh I was upset because he was getting the better of me, and Daniel was watching the training, and he, he said, why, why the, the you're ha- it's not even that you're making mistakes, you're letting him get ahead because you do that with your students all the time. So back to what Sean's saying. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, so that was
1: great coaching from Daniel. But it's, it's easy to say, but it's hard to do, right? It like that's, that's the... That... Yeah, I, I, I look at him and I knew that his mistakes were because of that, because he was training his students and they were not pushing him, and he was just letting people do stuff on him. And I, I said exactly what you said, I said, don't let people do things on you. You can put yourself in situations that you're going to have trouble, yeah. but don't let them choke you. Don't let them, because your muscle memory is yeah. going to remember that when you're training with a tough guy, and you're going to see that your reaction is not the same. Well, and those exact points where you let somebody out or are the points where you get ahead on a guy that's your level or, 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 or close yeah, you to your see level. Yeah, that, it's different than letting people do what they want and you putting yourself in a situation of dangers, okay, but you're still gonna react for real. And uh, there's a big difference, like when I, let's say I sometimes I let my students get on the side control because I know I'm not, he's not gonna tap me on the side control, okay, but the time to escape from the side control, I'm not gonna go easy because he doesn't know how to keep me on the side control. I'm gonna explode and I'm gonna use the proper way that I will use with the world champion to escape from side control. I'm not gonna be lazy on my escapes or submissions because that guy doesn't offer me dangers. You understand? And that is different than uh, letting people do whatever they want as you're rolling. Yeah. Like, I'll start with him on the side control. Yeah. Yeah. And not like in the middle of the training, I would just lay down and let him get to the side control, no. I'll start already on the side control, like I, I like a lot uh, to start with my hands down and head down to let people get to my back, but not during the training, it's starting position I do like that. And that I challenge myself to escape, but let me tell you, when I escape, I don't escape halfway because the guy's not going to offer me dangers. I escape like I would escape with someone that would be offering me dangers. That's the way you're going to create that muscle memory. And then you're always going to be there with anyone. You're going to use the same defense, same attacks, same everything. Because then your level, it's high, you understand? When you level, when you you train on the level, like a medium level, your jujitsu is going to be medium. It's not going to be high you have to you have to put your pace and everything in your jiu to a high level because you're not going to be surprised if you train with someone at a high level that's the the main thing and i do the same thing with my mma guys my jujitsu guys my no gi guys everyone i do the same i said no i don't want you guys like going easy that flow roll for me is like I, again like I, sometimes i like it because i some people need that but not everyone not everyone especially if you want to train in a high level for competition, yeah. this is not going to work. Yeah, and
0: that that um, that was part of the, what we talked about about training methods, and and uh, along with a lot of technique. I mean, we were able to build on series and and cover a lot of stuff. Uh, one one of the uh, sh- I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, Talk a little about Sean. Uh, Sean's gear company that we made some really nice gear for this camp. We made some branded Poravita gear. Uh, Sean has a, a new company. Can you talk about that a little bit about the new clothing company?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, we have a new clothing company called Carbine. It's called our website is Carbine Industries, um, and we're just we're the new we new kid on the block. We're just getting started. I've been training for years. I had this idea. Um, way back um, 2006 is when I first made a, a pair of shorts um, just because I was so tired of all the big baggy shorts now now of course it's much more uh, standard that there are good gear but um, uh, yeah I, I, I feel like I like to have good training gear and it's gonna be a, it's a huge goal of, of, of mine and, and, and my business partners to, to bring out that that style into jujitsu and we're starting with gis and nogi and and shorts and we're gonna have that for me it's gonna be about the quality and the fit that that's where i really want to hammer at home and um right now we're starting with just gis uh rash guards and shorts for for men's sizes and then we're gonna uh, branch off to a full line of of women's uh apparel as well and sizing and you know all the nine yards the whole nine yards so the fit of the shorts is great i i
0: Thank have you. been training in those and and the material and the fit is and and this for this camp we had uh branded gear so if you came to the camp we had uh Pura vita shorts uh and the design actually you know sean didn't talk about that and i know that's not the emphasis but the designs are great too like yeah. the, the poor vita design was really cool but but I, yeah i second that like the 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 shorts felt great training i mean we we trained. We trained probably close to two hours yesterday, live yeah. training yeah. Uh, in the last day of the camp, and uh, and I was wearing uh, I was wearing the carbine gear yeah. and and uh, in in this environment and and like I said, it's not too hot, but we're we're in a tropical place and and. You know the the rash guard that we had uh the the new carbine rash guard didn't hold a lot of sweat yeah. so that was nice uh and then the shorts just i really like the shorts they fit they're the best shorts i've ever worn so uh thank you um yeah so everybody at the camp got to kind of pre-test some of the
2: yeah some of the new gear and that's kind of where we're in we're in like uh sort of a soft launch phase i like to hear a lot of feedback I, I didn't even i haven't even really announced so much that it's out there it's been it's hard if you if you follow me, I haven't really talked about it much, I've only talked a little bit about it, but we're sort of in a soft launch. I, I want to get feedback, I want to put it, produce some stuff, and then I want to make it literally the best stuff that you can get, period. Not just culture, I want to have a good culture, but I want the gear to back up the culture. I, you know, and that's, that's one no, no, of the my, quality
1: my I, the, the quality is great. I, I, I wear the shorts and the, and the shirts, usually the Resh guards, well, I'm a big dude. The rash <laughs> guards usually bother me, like they type my arms, they type my belly, chest, and this one feels great, like very, very comfortable, very breathable. And again, like because we're on the place that it's hot, it's not, it was not killing hot, but it was hot, and he really hold the sweat. Yeah, like I, I felt like comfortable on the rash guard in the shorts. That, but thanks guys. very good quality
0: and I guess the first athlete that, that you sponsored is a guy who has been to the the Port Vita jiu Jitsu camp yeah uh, Gary Tonnen yeah who was here uh, couple, did did the camp a couple years ago with us was one of the instructors he's he's the first you know he's yeah. an MMA fighter now he still competes in grappling uh, he was you know if you guys watch adCC at a Great performance, in my opinion, it was the most exciting performance of the ADCC, uh, and he's one of the the athletes that you're sponsoring. I was up at uh, at at Henzo, New York, uh, right before I came here, about a week before I came here, and uh, I, I I walked into John's class, and there was there was Gary in the full
2: full carbine yeah. uniform but so you know, with you're getting Gary, ready to train yeah I think Gary is one of the most likable athletes in the whole entire sport because he just goes you know he doesn't make any he just does it he just yeah. goes after he's, he's one of the, the nicest humans that you'll meet and then who better to test the equipment when a dude trains like literally like eight hours a day so we're like hey here let's 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 test this let's put this through the ringer uh, and uh, yeah it's working out great he's, he's a huge help for us and and we love Gary, so I don't think too many people don't love him, so uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's our only athlete at the time. Like I said, we're sort of in this soft launch and testing phase, and we want to perfect things, and and it's, it's coming together nice. Well, um, what, what do you,
0: you got to commentate some of Gary's matches in, in the ADCC. Uh, I know you really enjoy that, and, and you know, I think you're widely recognized as the most knowledgeable and uh, commentator in, in jiu-jitsu now. Um, you. I think that kind of carries over to some of your teaching. Some of the examples you gave, uh, really, both of you guys. I mean, so much experience that that you know you'll say, "Oh, I remember when this this person did this technique," and you used an you you'd use examples of of people who. Did the techniques that you were, you know, both modern and, and going back? The only yeah. thing,
1: the only difference is that we don't know the name of the positions. <laughs> <laughs> They're naming every position now. Me and Sean are like, yeah, that one, you know, that one that you go here, and we have to show it because people are naming every position, pretending that they invented and that it's new, <laughs> <laughs> and I like. Yeah, no, we don't know the name. We never named position. Well, there's so many different names now because everybody yeah. wants to
0: make up their own name for right. stuff that already right. has, you know, like... It uh, has a name already. Yeah. Or, it's, uh,
2: has, yeah, it has a... Discre- yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, 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 uh, I've I always taken... It's, it's not even taken pride. It's just been one of my goals from the very beginning to be the best I can be at jiu-jitsu. And I, I feel like jiu-jitsu is more than just grappling. Like, it's wrestling. It's judo. It's whatever grappling that whole entire environment is... Um, and then it's transcended into Shootbox for MMA and, and grappling on the fence and pu- punches with grappling. Because I was lucky enough to come from that. I mean, the guys, Daniel and Henzo and Rodrigo and Ricardo and Matt Serra and all all these guys were fighting. So we all had to be understand and make jiu-jitsu better with punches rather than just it being about jiu-jitsu. Cause fight training was oh yeah fight don't, training, don't get you know? tricky so. Sean
1: doesn't just know jujitsu. <laughs> this motherfucker used to train with us like uh, all hands was guys like when we get like, I remember Pride Bushido yeah. it was five of us fighting at the same time yeah. And they all they all had to be transpiring yeah, with us and yeah. helping Fun us. Yeah. Fun times. You have to be com- complete on that time. Yeah. Not today. Today you learn one position, you catch everyone with that, and then you just, like, keep doing that. <laughs> no, on that time it was like, yeah, you have to be, like, jumping one feet, like <laughs> yeah. like touching your head. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Fun times, man. Well, I... Um, well, uh, we
0: actually have to wrap this up because we have to go to the airport. Yep. It's, uh, all, all good All good things must end, I guess, but uh, uh, we're gonna stop and get some of the, my favorite gelato in the world first. So there's a great little Italian gelato shop. So we've got to make time for that. So um, tell them, them how many,
1: how many gelato you have. at time.
0: <laughs> tell tell them. them, let's see. Okay, so I, I ate 22 <laughs> balls of gelato in one sitting. It, I, 22 I couldn't help myself 22 gelatos one time it was so good I, well at least I at least I worked it I I got this week I worked it off on on the mats so uh um I guess that's all, unless you guys want to add anything else about, just about Costa Rica and about, you know, you know people, why, why do the camp in Costa Rica? Uh, first of all, this is, you know, my story. I, I trained here for many years, and um, it, it's it's somewhere, I've been coming to this area of Costa Rica for, I think, 18 years now, uh, 17 years. So it's, I, I just think it's a great, um, one of the things that I, I've I heard and read is, the, one of the best ways to to make changes, like we're talking about, how, how change how you train, to tra- train different methods. One of the best way, ways uh, some new research has shown is to to change your brain is to change your physical location. So you know what better to come to this beautiful place with with friends, with teammates, with and, and with my teachers, and and get to get to learn a lot of jujitsu and, and and just have a blast too while you're doing it. Uh, so it's it's a it's, you know, even though we all do jujitsu every day, I would say, you know, a lot, all day, mostly, you know, in all three of our cases. Um, it's just different when you're here with everybody and you're in you're in this at the beach and you get to see, you know, maybe see my people that you haven't seen for a long time. Some of our students came down with us. Uh, and, and that's it's really special to me I look for I, I really do look forward to it uh, for most of
1: the year so what, do you guys have anything else to add us before we yeah. close yeah, as no, you, as you, I... you just said everything like uh, yeah. uh, it's funny because sometimes when people ask me how how you know we build you know that team uh, from Gracie Baja like many years ago and one of the reasons was I 100% was the environment because Baja da tijuca was like that when we started to train. Like this. Yeah, it, was it, like like this. this. Yeah. it was just like this. It was just like this. So there's no, no places in Brazil now that you're going to go, that you're going to have an environment like that anymore. But Costa Rica, there's many. And uh, I, feel, I swear, God, when I come to train here, I feel the same, the same environment that I grew up learning on that school. And this is what I think is that uh, when you are in an env- environment like that, you don't think about what's happening outside. And that clears your mind, clears your brain. And your brain become like a sponge. You you're more acceptable to new positions because you're so relaxed and you're not worried you know, about whatever it's happening. You know where you live, where it's cold and it's stressful. And this, I, it's exactly what I think that the environment makes you you learn more and kept what you learn for you know a longer time. And again, because it's you're not used to it, like like you said, your your brain. When you change location, you change your environment, uh, it's, it's, your brain's gonna play a trick, a good trick on you to make you learn better
2: and faster. Yeah, and, and you know, t- Warren, you did a fantastic job with the camp, so uh, w- Warren is one of the most well-studied persons on the planet, uh, I, I completely will, you won't touch your own home, but I will, you, you know, and you study a lot of tape and you understand uh, grappling across the board. And, and uh, I think that always shows, and in, in, in not just in what Jiu-Jitsu, but, but like this, too. You did a fantastic job of organizing this thing. Um, if, you, if, if you out there are even considering taking the trip, I would say it is a safe bet that this will be one of the best times that you've ever had. Um, if you if you enjoy Jiu-Jitsu, bring your, bring your significant other. Several people do all the time and we have a complete blast. And it's a good time to meet new people. Uh, And I always think anytime you go somewhere else with a group of people, there's a special bond that happens amongst that group of people. And even if you don't see the people ever again, if you see them, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I always thought that when we traveled for competition We had a small group And back in the day there was there was just an, almost no competitions But there was a group of us that went all over And traveled and competed And I always felt like that group has a special bond even today If I don't see the guys for a while I see them and boom It's just a, an instantaneous special bond So uh, I would highly recommend Vida coming camp. and seeing us the That's best. it Pure Vida Jiu-Jitsu camp. camp
0: That's it well, thanks, thanks so much, guys, for, for everything this week, and uh, uh, we'll look forward to the next camp. And I'll see, I'm sure I'll see you guys. <laughs> us before us that. too. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, all right. That's a wrap.